Left Jest. Thanks for tuning in to Left Jest. You're listening to K-Piss Left Jest. Live from uh, Punk Alley. And this week, we are going to be interviewing a good friend of mine, Ed Malone, who is a uh, trained clown. Um, very, He's not an amateur clown. No, no, no. He takes his clowning very seriously. You can actually take classes from him. You can find him online. But today... Um, we're going to be light on the clowning performing, also an actor, but he's not going to be talking too much about performing. Uh, he's going to be talking about his other passion, which, um, in some respects intertwines with art and, uh, clowning his, Trot- main, his, his politics, his politics, he's a Trotskyist committed. I was going to add that his main passion from this interview seems to be the ladies. Y- yeah. This is our passionate. sexiest episode to date. By the way, this is Alex Patak. Anders Lee here. As well, I help Just with. To I, I intern here, <laughs> and uh, oh yeah. boy, is there some lad arousing moments? Yeah, there's going to be a lot of scintillating stuff. You're going to be have your mind. Uh, this might be like our most exciting interview to date. Uh, there are some crucial things you should know mm-hmm. before we start, and that a uh, this is a high octane episode. Meaning it is not for the light of heart. You're going right. to go in and there's going to be guns blazing. And yeah. if you are, you know, you know, if you're maybe feeling a bit sensitive or something, um, you know, might, you know, take you off. Um, we're probably not going to say anything bad. No, we're upstanding citizens, but Ed is uh, Irish from Ireland. Yeah, yeah. And just to kind of uh, do a little glossary break. There are there are different rules yeah let the speech a lot of the they still speak english but they have words what a that culture. have different meanings in across a pond so for instance you know we all know fag means cigarette in uh, england ireland etc another thing people don't realize gay uh which here has a different connotation there means guinness loving someone, when someone loves, calls something gay it means drinks a lot of guinness yeah yeah that's what gay means to them so just don't get and so to american ears you know if something seems like problematic or right, like offensive right. just there it's like hey we're all around the fat bottle and uh having a funneled time with your boys or mates there you go um another word that they use i'm not going to say this one but it starts with a c and uh Ed's gonna say cunts a lot. <laughs> He's gonna I wasn't gonna say that, but it yeah, sure. What problematic We should just cover it here. <laughs> yeah, but again again that means comrades in, in Ireland. Yeah, but in a negative way. <laughs> where a bad comrade. Yeah, a one who has room to improve. There you go. And that's all you need to know, really. That's and all then, you need, what is there another word? I don't think he says. I don't think he drops the cigarette. No, bomb. and then there's just like a lot of sexy action. Right, that's just going to turn you on. I can't that's even not just going to offend anybody. But if you're at work or something and you can't, um, you know, let the blood pressure get too high, or your boss right. will find out and mm-hmm. fire you for we also being too aroused. Right, then don't don't listen. Yeah, we're also going to be giving a slightly different uh, perspective on the um, Bolshevik Revolution. Which oh yeah, might offend some people out there, but that's something we are willing to be taken to task yeah, for. Yeah, they can deal with it. Right, we can try to have a... We brought that on as an expert to supplement our already expansive and imperious knowledge of... Growing, in my case. <laughs> of the uh, Russian Revolution, and 
a roller coaster is the word that keeps coming to mind. Uh, I got I got nothing else to add. Bright red roller coaster. I think of let's justice. just put on the seatbelts and go for a ride. Hell yeah! You're listening to Left Jess. Jest. We're uh, live on Capus right now. Anders Lee here with my co-host Alex Batak, as always. Uh, Hi! Oh, you smoothed the thing. <laughs> uh, what up, what up? Thanks for coming back. Uh, Piss fans in the house. We got a special guest today, don't we? Don't we, Anders? We sure fucking do. Uh, this Ooh. We're allowed to curse. We are allowed to curse. Yeah, yeah. As long as it's not... Uh, this is primarily listened to in churches, but they edit out the curses and replace them with psalms. Nice. Opiate for the masses. Boom. <laughs> uh, we are joined this week by a good friend of mine, Ed Malone, who is a uh, clown extraordinaire. Yes. He's per- extraordinary performer. Also, a great mind in terms of uh, Marxist thought. Thank you. Yeah, he's he's a contributor. Can I say your pseudonym? Absolutely, yeah. It's Robert Fowler, right? That's correct. Check him out on World Socialist website. That's right. He has written several articles. I don't know if this is interesting to your viewers, but Robert Fowler is a homage to Robbie Fowler, who played soccer for Liverpool in the 1990s. He's a great footballer. He once scored a goal in the game, and he took off his shirt, and it's like, I support the Liverpool Dockers. Oh, wow. And he got banned, and he got fined a lot of money. Honestly, our listeners hate that, but I love it, so just keep coming in. Um, Educating them. Yeah. They're they're stubborn old mules, but we love having them here at the farm. Uh, Nice. Ed, tell us a little bit about yourself. what's, uh, What's clowning? Oh, clowning, well, that depends what side of the fence you're on. For me, clowning is about being subversive. And taking on the ruling class by mocking them, by showing how stupid they are. Do you ever use pies? I don't do the old school Groucho Marx things with pies because I'm very awkward with my hands. Uh-huh. Anyone, anyone who's ever made love to me would protest at that. Yeah, you don't got pie hands. I've got pie hands, got spider yeah. fingers. Mm-hmm. An old Spanish lover of once christened me spider fingers as <laughs> I tried to please her with my fingers. <laughs> How are we allowed to say that in the air? I know all your viewers are in church. Los manos Say that again? Los manos del My Spanish is limited. What does that mean, Alex? Spider hands. Spider hands. <laughs> nice. Probably um, really badly. My Spanish is also terrible. <laughs> Anders, how's your Spanish? El sacapuntas means pencil sharpener. Nice. That's my favorite word in Spanish. Uh, obviously, also one of the only that's ones. That's amazing. You two boys have been with a lot of Mexican women, I can tell. Uh, I think it's quite timely to talk about the Mexicans, isn't it? I actually, I was, I I dated a Mexican woman who was involved with, um, was it Morena, which is sort of the center left, one of the center left parties. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) yeah. Well, we'll we'll get to Mexico. She wasn't deported. Uh, No, no, no. I believe she's here legally, but uh, um, 
we'll get to Mexico in a second because we are the, we're going to be discussing someone who actually died there. Good, and, someone good died there today. See what I did? A little segue. Who died? Uh, a little oh. friend of ours named Leon Trotsky. Oh, yeah. Friend of the show. The, the guy you're supposed to be an expert on for the show. Oh, right. Uh, he, is, he is an expert. I folks. thought you were talking about 2016, but good point. No, it was, yeah, it was a while ago. In a way, he dies every day, uh, as long as the struggle continues. Oh, well, and he lives on, I would argue, as well. Well, but, he lives uh, and then he dies, and it's very sad every day. Well, people do, like, this shit on him. Uh, I've used foul language again, and I think it's uh, unfair, especially if you've seen the 1972 classic, really bad, but classic film starring Richard Burton as Leon Trotsky, which Wait, is it, absolutely hilarious. What is the name of this movie? It's called The Assassination of Leon Trotsky by uh, the car- by the coward Robert Ford. <laughs> oh, we're having a good time today. Okay, wow, that was uh, really good. Um, <laughs> uh, Natasha has come to the window. That's my impression of Burton <laughs> in what, the Leontrowski movie. What happens in this movie? Uh, he eventually gets hit by an ice pick over his head and dies like in real oh, life. Oh, spoiler alert. But, but we should, we, we, wanna, we want to make sure our viewers knew that. Yeah. Well, what, I mean, this is... Well, see, we want to have you on because we are a couple Yankee boys, right? right? Uh, What's that going to do in anything? The working class have no country, bitches. Right. Well, we want to get, the, well, but yeah, but we're depending on uh, where you. It's it's tough to reach people in America. I think with this message. Right. I I mean I was born in the nation's capital. We got Patak here, right. Massachusetts, uh, mm-hmm. suburban Virginia post nine eleven. You know mm-hmm. that place in time. You think a Soviet Union like that? That's almost. Uh, you have a very general view of it. Right. Can up. I ask a question to you, yeah. you guys? Were you like taught about this in school, about the Soviet Union? Not was, really. Was it, uh, so it was just brushed over, not even cynically? Um, no, I, I, I had some cynical uh, going over. Feelings? I, mostly, I think in the younger grades. I think when I actually got to high school world history, it mostly focused on... Um, just it was very american centric and we mm. often didn't move fast enough to get to the cold war era so like we wouldn't have time to cover it but i right. remember maybe eighth or seventh grade it was like and obviously they have bread lines so you don't want that and then that was like all is covered but um right well it's interesting um and that's what makes uh you know soviet union the for, the forbidden chocolate that we absolutely loved. we uh, love to taste and you know it's sad how that ideology can seep in to certain russians themselves um, as I think Anders knows, um, I dated a Russian stripper. A lot of Russian stripper young ladies moved to America to make that green. And uh, alas, she was very anti-communist, but the sex was uh, extraordinary. Am I lowering the tone here? I essentially was the I essentially was the woman in the relationship who wanted to talk more. Mm-hmm. Um, she was reluctant. She just wanted my small Irish lad, as we called her. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think uh, Anders knows that. Wee boy. I've told this anecdote seven hundred times, and then we'll move on to the politics again. But I think it's all interconnected. I do want to hear um, this. There was one evening, and I'm an innocent Irish boy, where she undressed, and much to my delight and surprise, she was wearing golden panties, um, and I'd never experienced that before. As I said, I'm quite an innocent oh. lad. So I began to remove those golden panties with my teeth, and in a flash of inspiration it came to me, which is quite apropos to the man who just died this year. I began to sing, 
I've got a golden ticket. <laughs> uh-huh. There you go. Yeah. Gene Wilder, R.I.P. How did that go over with her? <laughs> she enjoyed it. She laughed her head off so much that she sprayed me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is our sexiest episode yet. Isn't so it? Far. I can't help but lower the tone. Was it a Tolstoy who said, now we're getting very educational, mm-hmm. during times of crisis... Uh, Back up a little bit from the microphone. Watch what... Just a little bit. Just a little bit. During times of crisis... I, I've already forgot the quote. Uh, that's not your fault. Uh, Tolstoy. Ma- maybe I'll Google it. All right, yeah, yeah. You'll come back with that. During times of crisis, he was basically saying, I mean, it's not as well as I'm saying it now, but um, I mean, not as bad as I'm saying it now. He said, uh, the cultural level can dip dip uh-huh. extraordinary into the gutter kind of thing. I think that's what I've just done with you guys. Oh, no, no. I mean... But you got to blame the world, not me. I love getting my jollies. <laughs> you love getting your jollies? I love getting my jollies. And the podcast is largely how I do that. But the point of my anecdote was related to what you were saying. And it's like, it's amazing how um, even in the country itself, uh, Russia, how that anti-communist feeling can be propagated. Mm-hmm. That's quite sad, you know. Um, and it make, uh, but I think that would change. I think it, um, it makes more sense for the Soviet Union, like current... Uh, members of modern day Russia to have maybe more distrust of you know communist ideology than even people who live somewhere else because, sure, because they tried it and there yeah. were problems. Oh know? yeah, well th- you know technically, comrade Alex, I'm sure you'd agree with that. Obviously, um, Stalinism is not true socialism or communism, and you know it's a risky future. point and one we well, have made every episode so <laughs> good job oh, well, we ha- yeah. i'm glad you're uh, 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 reiterating that point every episode because patiently explain patiently explain patiently explain as it Lennon might not said, have come up in the last one but, uh, you've uh, got to keep beating them over the head with that point so yeah, thank that's, you that's uh, another thing i wanted to tackle is you know growing up i didn't understand that distinction i don't <laughs> think most americans do no they like what don't. yeah well what do not most people not get about this split between uh, Trotsky and arguably what Lenin wanted and what the Soviet Union ultimately well, became. Well, sure. Well, a couple of basic things. Um, in 1924, here we go, baby. I've gone from strippers to getting really like serious. Wait, before we go <laughs> into this, since since you're the, the, the grand historian on this, I mean, you can make whatever point you want to begin with, but like just really take us back to the beginning. Assume yeah. you're, oh, you're nice. teaching, teaching a room full of apes. Who have broken in and are dying to know how to distribute their bananas and live in a proper ape society. So we want to go away. A cautionary tale. Great. Okay. (laughs) I I appreciate that. that. Nineteen hundred, but (laughs) I appreciate that. Well, let's go through ABCs. All right. Easy as one, two, three, as Michael Jackson said. Friend of the show. Absolutely. Mm R.I.P. It don't matter if you're black or white. With that song, I think he got in touch with his inner Marxist. Right, that's true. Digressions are healthy. Um, You know, I have to confess, and this is no excuse, so if I go off with my dates, forgive me, Mm. because Mm. of the fact that I'm just recovering from a diarrhea slash vomiting bug. I've been shitting my pants profusely, like the vast majority of the working class in the world. Would you say that was your (laughs) 9-11? It was my 9-11 indeed. Hmm. My city's in ruins. Left chest exclusive. <laughs> What's that? Left chest exclusive. Left chest yeah. exclusive. Yes. Anyway, you can hear it better on the microphone. Okay. I love the. I love how I'm holding. Can we sing into this? It's great. Um, obviously, Comrade Marx began to begin as um, 
Bert Bacharach's, no, it's not Bacharach, is it? Begin the Begin, Julio Iglesias. The digressions, I think, are healthy for your reviewers because I love... gesturing to me like I know what they're <laughs> talking about. I think uh, digressions are vital. That shows the dialectic. Um, let's go from... Can we go from... Like, to skip a little bit. Well, it's not really. Let's go from the Communist Manifesto. Okay. Sure. That's like, what, 1876? Try again. I'll give you three goes. Uh, I got to get the exact... He- All right. I'm not going to get it right, but uh, 1873? Go back a little further. Anders might have it, I think. 2073. There's going to be a... Wow. Wow. You did not go back. Manifesto <laughs> Redux. It's going to... That's really funny. It's one, one, <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't whipped, uh, whipped out your iPhones. Oh, boy. Well, okay. well, just, what year was the Communist Manifesto written? <laughs> uh, uh, some reviewer might shout, you're wrong there, Ed, but I believe it was 1848. 1848? Okay. What a significant year off. that was. Anyway... Uh, uh, did it come before Capital, then? Yeah, yes. Right? Yeah. Oh, okay. I had timeline backwards. So I can't I'm believe also I'm forgetting Marx the first not, line. He didn't invent the term communism, correct? No, there was right. humanistic communism before that. There was individuals like Wilfred Owen. Um, what's the guy in France? The Paris communist oh, uh, experiment. Lassell? No, I'm got I'm wrong. They're not Lassell. He's a fucking excuse me, right wing cunt. Uh, <laughs> but uh, wait, I'm forgetting. There was two Put like. On. Yes, thank you, yeah. Anders Lee, for filling in the, the gaps here. Um, but Marx obviously made it scientific by taking it away from all the kind of humanistic shit that you still see today where it's like, hey, let's hold hands and like be lovers and like mm-hmm. ignore the economic side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, as You're going to love my anecdotal digressions. As Lenin said, sarcastically, Oh, I'm not supposed to bring up the conflict on the left. But as Lenin said sarcastically about the conflict on the left, let's all hold hands and go down into the swamp together. <laughs> well, I, was so, I, I said that very sexily too, didn't I? You did. So, um, I mean, Lenin does that to people. But he does. <laughs> not just man. John. Not just the guy who liked it. Oh, I was going to say something. Probably the sexiest <laughs> bald man. <laughs> I just edited myself. That's a good one. Here, wait. Uh, can I uh, mention how much I appreciate that we have someone else in the show uh, just being mean to Anders the way I am? <laughs> uh, was I being mean to you there? I'm sorry. No, no. no just, you really made fun of him earlier. I, like By the way, I don't think he's off. If nothing else. 1864, boom, Communist Manifesto. Uh, I think the diarrhea is making me paraphrase. 64 or 48? Shit. 64. <laughs> Excuse me. See, I'm, I'm a clown. Uh, 64 was the founding of the first. Clown. First International was founded in 64. Okay. okay. Oh, so there you go. Okay. To the apes that Alex refers to. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do some fast forwarding just f- as if I was a teacher in a classroom who only had 20 minutes. What? Um, no, because this is healthy. Because this will get right to the core and make it interesting. See, when Americans yeah, are. Yeah, fast forward uh, to the man himself, you know. So I just mentioned the word internationalism. And that's the fundamental difference between what Trotsky and Lenin fought for and what that fucking cunt, excuse me. Why that's I okay, say? you're from Europe. Uh, uh, <laughs> Joseph Stalin fought for, which he propagated the idea of socialism in one country, which is ridiculous. Obviously went over very well. Absolutely. <laughs> it, it did amongst his bureaucratic clique buddies who like did well for themselves. His fanboys loved it. 
His fanboys The Joe Bros. Absolutely. By the way, have you seen Robert Duvall play Stalin in the 1981 HBO movie? It's the funniest fucking thing in the world. There's a whole well of great communist movies out here. Duvall's a conservative, right? Duvall's a right-wing cunt, but God bless him. (laughs) Great performance in, what is it, The Apostle? (laughs) I I don't know. He played the preacher? Is that the new? uh, No, I didn't see that. 1996. What's the new movie? What are you you doing? I don't know. Andrews, you're a Robert Duvall expert? The digressions are healthy. Uh, mm. It is only human to err. Look, the fundamental point is this. Let's pick my nose there. What we're fighting for, genuine communists, is a classless society, a world where the vast majority of the world population control everything, the means of production, nationalize the banks, control all the corporations themselves rather than letting two or three fucking idiots dictate it shares a lot of the same tenets as uh original idealistic democracy where america is founded sure on, an, on a pure ideology level like ideology uh, level. like if everything was perfect it shares a lot of the same ideas but it has a more concrete grounding it has a more concrete ground because it, it analyzes the class struggle there's never a point in communist where communism where people are like except landowners are the only ones who make these decisions no one ever slips up and says that <laughs> That's correct, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's the juicy bit we love. You know? It is, yeah. Uh, landowners w- can fuck off. I agree. We are all landowners, right? Right. We'll say that again? We are all landowners. We all own the land. I think that could be a great musical. This land is your land. Thank you. Woody. Andrews has a new song he is uh, warming like, us up for. Uh, is this related to um, Woody and Donald Trump's dad? Uh, well, you know, you know the forgotten lyrics of This Land is Your Land? No, please educate please me. Please sing us a song, please. In the squares of the city, <laughs> in the shadow of the steeple, by the relief office, I've seen my people. They stood there hungry, I stood there asking, is this land made for you and me? Is that true? That's amazing. Yeah, those are the real... You got some twang on the end there, too. I love it. It's very beautiful. Thank you. That was lovely. He really is the voice of an angel. I really feel like that's our that's our ticket to ride. Right the there. voice of a generation. Angel of history. Ooh, the Absolutely. dark angel. So, um, Trotsky, Trotsky uh, I'm skipping through history like a bad teacher, but I'm not really. You only got 20 I, minutes. These kids, okay. they're also apes. Right. So, when this was propagated by Stalin, this idea, this concept, Trotsky tried to fight against it. He remained within the Where Communist Party. Where are we in party. the timeline? 1920? We're up to like 23. Let's say, okay, it was 24 when it officially was propagated. But wait, I'm going back a year. In 1923, Trotsky founded the left opposition within the Communist Party in Russia. The left opposition was to fight against Stalin's ideology. Could you explain quickly before we get into Trotsky v. Stalin? Yeah. uh, The situation on the ground in Russia, turn of the 1920s with Lenin going away. Beautiful question. Um, Lenin, quote, unquote, and I'm going to paraphrase the quote. What well, was like a rapper said, get him out of there mm-hmm. on his deathbed, referring to Stalin. Of course, by a lot of liberals and conservatives, this quote is like written out of history because a lot of like fucking liberal cunts mm-hmm. and conservative cunts. I'm not going to say anything offensive about people's other things. Uh, I'm just going to use the word cunt. Uh, 
like to have this idea in their heads that uh, Lenin and Stalin are like on the same page and it was a natural progression. I get that all the time, which yeah. is really offensive and really fucking ignorant. There's a blizzard of ignorance. You can even check up on fucking Wikipedia the facts. Mm-hmm. Do they do they try to like twist that quote and be like, well, he was actually talking about get him out of this uh, royal this uh, official palace because it wasn't nice enough for for uh, Stalin. That's true. Get him out of the get him out of the shithole. I don't I think you would it. need to manipulate the quote. You just need to not bring it up, right. which is almost definitely what the problem is. But but he did thing- try to bone Lenin's wife, which is horrible. Really? Well, he's, he's very failed. handsome. Well, he's young Stalin's a real stud, just like a young Robert Duvall. Like oh, a ro- there's yeah. a lot of similarities. <laughs> there is studding. Just beautiful to look at. But uh, the the thing you need to really understand on the ground is there was a civil war. Uh, That's correct. Thank you for bringing that up. C- continue, Alex. Um, okay. Well, I, I from don't feel 1918 like to 1921. I, I know you have the dates and I don't, so I was kind of trying to lead you so, with this. But like, yeah, uh, so there was a count. Thank you. For, this is actually a key point, and this should be like uh, 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 something that we should all be aware of as the world progresses in the coming period. Once, once the Bolsheviks came to power, there was a reaction. The white army, the bourgeoisie, tried to fight against and they were funded by a lot of imperialist countries. So there are a lot of imperialist countries that did not want the socialist state who funded the fucking white army and fought against the Bolsheviks. Despite that, the Bolsheviks survived. They won the Civil War, which lasted for three years. But, you know... A quick recap, okay? We're going even back into monkey territory. Explain Bolsheviks. Explain the white army. And the Explain the Soviets. difference, the key difference between the so the uh, Bolsheviks, the Mensheviks, and what the S- Soviets are. Like this special period where there's actually communal democracy running the country. Beautiful question. Uh, we're talking, we're talking to children right here. These are just these are monkeys that have learned to speak. I mean, they really need a grounds up no, understanding. They're gonna I evolve like very quickly. Yeah, they're going to be even bigger. Absolutely, and and I thank I thank your viewers for taking into account. That I've been shitting myself lately, and my brain is all foggy. Oh yeah, if you have a powerful enough shit, it feels like you have a, uh, you know, lifted a boulder. I know, but the diarrhea can really affect the brain. I well, I agree. Anyway, enough self pity for me. A toll on the body. One line answer is the Mensheviks were reformist tendency. Of, they were all on the same side originally, though. Ori- okay. Okay. Against the Tsar. Again. No, uh, but thank you for asking that. The Bolsheviks were, you know, to use contemporary parlance, hardcore. We need to follow through on this to the end. Use it all American expressions. Yeah. To You're really <laughs> connecting with uh, <laughs> our farm boys. To the end. Here. Oh wow! I just screamed that. Yeah. See? Uh, <laughs> okay. That's cool. Uh, the Mensheviks were like, "Hey, yeah, kick out the czar, but let's like take it easy." I'm speaking like allied a, I'm with speaking the monkeys. Allied with the bourgeois. Absolutely. That's where the struggle begins. They, so they kind of wanted like a U.S. style uh, liberal republic. Yeah, pseudo democracy. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. was more cutting edge at the time. Sure, at that but, time it was something, but it but wasn't not more to the than end. communism. Absolutely. The, the cutting edge of the sickle. Yes. Um, I'm sorry, you actually were right, and I kind of refuted because now the history is coming back to me. Originally, in the Social Democratic Party, um, which was Lenin was part of, you're right in saying that the Bolsheviks and Mensheviks were on the same sides before those two names 
came to pass. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I want to really... But there was a major split. Yeah. This is, you're going to love this. I can't I, wait. I, even I struggle to articulate this, but I get so passionate about this. <laughs> Lennon wrote about it more intelligently. The tears in, of the uh, clown. Indeed, they might come. Uh, read Lennon's book. I'm telling all the viewers, read uh, One Step Forward, Two Steps Back. If you want to learn about the split in the movement that led to the Bolsheviks and Mensheviks. Uh, initially, it began as an argument over minor details. Like, I don't the know audience if you can't see, but uh, Ed is getting closer to us. Right, because really I'm trying to physicalize the point. Yeah. Hey, Anders, I don't like your shoes. And Anders, <laughs> Anders, Anders no, 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 no. And then you were role-playing. And then Anders would say, but they're water-resistant. Right, and then Alex would say, I don't like Anders' shoes either. So this petty stuff like this or what seemed trivial and put that in a political contest led to a split in the movement. And people were saying things like, oh, Lenin's crazy. What the fuck's his problem? Da, 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 da. But Lenin proved to be right because whoever was the Menshevik in that role play mm-hmm. uh, proved over time, showed what his tr- true colors were. A reformist fucking cunt. Hence the split. Hence the Bolche- the foundation of the Bolsheviks. Hence the foundations of the Mensheviks. And now we've gotten into the meat of the situation. The, uh, on the two uh, vegetables. Uh, Trotsky led the Red Armies during the Civil War. That's correct. But... Uh, he didn't sit on the sidelines like a lot of fucking cunts like to tell me. Yeah, no. <laughs> did, did you have people tell you that? Hey, man, yeah, he was just like an intellectual. He just fucking standed on the fucking side of the road and just re- wrote all... He did write a lot, of course, but he found time to fucking I lead can't, the Red I Army can't too. wait till I'm deep enough in the left-wing K-hole to just start beefing over Trotsky with people I know. This never comes up with anyone I know. But um, yeah, You are the next generation. I might be dead soon. I <laughs> because as you know, Donald Trump is bringing back the uh house of un-american activities right i heard that so it might be so that's why long. we decided to start a <laughs> communist podcast right now <laughs> so we could make the list but uh, <laughs> wow uh, nice. what, what did I, you put something I in my did, food so i've been emailing them for a while they haven't gotten back to me i want to get on that list we'll have <laughs> them on the show credit. uh use it as we'll a credit we'll see if we can get joseph mccarthy's ghost but uh, what a great fucking idea he would be very spooky which our listeners love what I wanted to bring up here is Trotsky did, did was Tro, Trotsky as Anders and I were discussing before the show has an almost Nostradamus like way of predicting the right political theory and Absolutely. understanding of the on the ground situation during uh, the time of the Russian uh, Civil War Correct. and the Revolution and he's just spot on in ways that even Lenin who is really emerges as the figurehead of the movement. Sorry. Isn't quite in line with absolutely until later. Absolutely, but what did he uh, think of the Mensheviks at the time? Sorry, what did he think of the Mensheviks? What did he think before the schism started? Like, well, well yeah. as you might know, originally Trotsky was in the Mensheviks, and he went over to the side of the Bolsheviks. He was convinced by Lenin that you know the Mensheviks' perspective was very reformist. You you made a great point that now we're getting into really heavy intellectual stuff. Oh, uh, hell yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Trotsky. Trotsky's theory proved to be correct. He, he challenged Lenin regarding uh, the revolution. Lenin said, you know, there needs to be an alliance between the proletariat and the peasantry. And that made sense because there was more peasantry than proletariat in Russia at the time. Proletariat but being the working class, working city, urban, work, yeah. urban working class. So 
here's the thing. Here's the key point for all your listeners. Trotsky fought for the uh, proletariat perspective because he understood that the peasantry class perspective was very wavering. You could go either way. And you don't know which way they were going to... They're literally farm workers caught up in a civil war. Yeah, but they also... There was contradictions in their class position. You'd have... Exactly. They were under a king until recently. Right. And, and, And Trotsky really, really fought for the whole internationalist perspective all down the line. And eventually Lenin came around to agreeing with this point uh, of view. Something I also want to make sure we cover is the Soviet in Soviet Union. What? Because most people, that term... Um, Workers' councils? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, can we talk more about that? Like what, All was, power to what the so- Soviets yeah. were, you know, before the revolution and what the, the point to uh, the Bolshevik party was of having a revolution for the, the purpose of these... Um, Soviets. If you haven't heard the show before, Anders and I, while often swirling our champagne, will discuss, you know, the ideal uh, situation of having a government governed by small communities and essentially Soviets. Uh, when we, we, we had an episode on um, uh, utopias, uh, we had an episode. Utopian socialism? Utopian socialism on uh, dual power and the effectiveness of mass movements to also supply some kind of political structure. Uh, but we always come back to we got to get like those Soviets in some some ways. So like what what lights can you shine on? Right. Well, I mean, yeah. um, of course, as you know, I think uh, in the meat, the nitty gritty of the revolution in 1917, um, a lot of people, a lot of workers were won over to the Bolshevik perspective by the slogan, all power to the Soviets. Um, and I'm not saying it was reduced to that. Obviously, there was a theoretical point of view that uh, was very attractive to people. But uh, I think the key point there is, you're asking me what the Soviets were before the revolution. Well, working class people, working class uh, councils, um excuse me i'm i'm unsure of where you're going with the question if you don't mind or like what we want a basic explainer you want to know what, what the word the soviet, soviet means yeah. yeah they're workers let me whip out, whip out the iphone like what does a soviet government look like it's when the working class control the but means of production just in ter- like you know the the small farms that were collectively owned and that yes. sort of stuff we need all of us need to get out our iPhones and revisit what the word Soviet one. means. Yeah. I've I've blanked on the it's word a combi- Soviet. Which uh, I should. Long story short, it becomes a uh, combination of councils, and that yes, the councils so essentially that, formed the that, national government. Right, but that th- that didn't exist before 1917. Right, obviously. So that uh, that's where I was. Start- sorry, I apologize for my uh, uh, semi-defensive attack. <laughs> I, I didn't. I think the question was a very good one, but. To clarify, that didn't exist. The Soviets didn't exist before 1917. Yeah, well, uh, I just mean like uh, the with the kulaks was that before 1917? Is that what I'm thinking? Of? Well, the kulaks, oh, yeah, yeah. But the kulaks <laughs> were uh, um, the kulaks were liberal scum, Anders. <laughs> liberal fucking peasantry scum. Do you, they were the landlords, right? Landlords. Correct. Yep. Okay. Kulaks, landlords. So you know uh, they, they get sent they, to no, Siberia. They, they, later. they fought for the white. Ar- they were with the white army during the civil war, and that's why they're sent to Siberia later. Uh, okay. 
Comrade Alex, I want to continue with, with this line. Uh-huh. Where are you going with this? Continue with this line? Oh, well, uh, they... I I'm mean, getting very defensive when, when you have an... When you so that's why you're in Siberia. And like, you're gonna, are you gonna? I'm, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Okay. We're not really fighting. Um, oh, I just gave it away to the viewers. Yes. <laughs> are you gonna? I'll edit this out. I'll edit this out. <laughs> no, this would be great though. We're really if, fighting. If, <laughs> oh yeah, please yeah. edit out that I said we're not really fighting, so it's more dramatic. That's what I'm saying. Thank you. I'm a retard. It's gonna seem very <laughs> tense. Okay. Uh, <laughs> is the next comment you're gonna make? Oh, Lenin killed a bunch of priests. What an asshole. Listen this is what here, I guess. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> where I'm, where I, my Lennon was a murderer. I get that from close friends of mine. Uh huh. Bitches. Bitches. And we really Doesn't do need to an... wrap this back into Trotsky soon. But I, we were I, getting there. It's fundamental to have an understanding of what this country was going through from being a kingdom of farmers run by a tsar into a. Uh, Republic of Soviets into Absolutely. what eventually becomes a bureaucratic, filthy, rotten. Exactly. Thing. No, what I was saying by the reason they are sent to Siberia and these are kulaks is they actively fought against the movement for uh, for the development of the Communist Party, for the development of the new nation. And when you have this level of turbulence and you have this level of upheaval. People, you're at war. It's not like 2015 in America right. when you're having a primary between Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton. Right, absolutely. Great <laughs> it's, point. It's like uh, the fucking 1864 <laughs> with the Confederacy and the Union, or closer to then. It's, there are right. clear enemies here, and there are uh, traitors to each side. And a lot of what, I mean, in my personal opinion, right. where Stalinism takes a road too far is this element of uh, traitors and paranoia never goes away. Uh, and there is a constant yes, distrust in the public that Absol is unhealthy and unideal. Absolutely, leading, of course, to the filthy, rotten Moscow trials in 1938, I think. I think my dates are wrong there. But what uh, they try to tell young Americans in the schools is... Write Trotsky out of history. Sorry to finish Write Trotsky out of history. What they try to teach young Americans in the schools is if you want communism, you're always going to be looking over your shoulder and you're going to be eventually buried, have to dig your own grave and shot in it. Absolutely. That's the, that is yeah. the main gist you're giving. My little brother, did, uh, who is 18 now, did a report when he was 14 on uh the the influence of Karl Marx that was pretty it was pretty much just like the Paul Pot report yeah <laughs> right. but just like with it'd be like picture of Lenin and then mm. machine guns killing everybody uh it, so you get this very boiled down simplistic understanding force fed for propaganda Absolutely. reasons that Absolutely. is very hard to disassociate with the reality of the situation but this Correct, is where Alex. we get the oh, man with the hair and the ideas, and the glasses, Absolutely. and the glasses. Trotsky himself. And yeah, exactly. I just want to clarify one point because I think I'm slowly waking up. Uh huh. There wasn't a separation between Bolshevism and the Soviet councils. Oh no, that's uh, just what I, I wanted yeah. to clarify that because I don't think I made that clear earlier. So you talk about the one man forms into the next. Yeah, there, there's a great story, um, and it would be a great script because Anders is a good writer. I know. There's a sycophantic plug. Yeah. And Alex, do you write scripts too? You, you're you're a very funny comedian. Do you write screenplays? I originally wrote screenplays. Maybe all three. May, maybe all three of us could develop this idea into like a. Re it could be done very low budget. There's a very famous incident where uh, Trotsky 
because he had so much balls. His balls were big, brother. Was uh, oh, thank you for using my <laughs> catchphrase. <laughs> oh, we, I didn't know that. No, I'm joking. Was, <laughs> while we're it's left, yes. <laughs> Leon Trotsky's balls here. Uh, big so balls, brother. <laughs> he was trying to educate these scumbags um, who were being won over to Stalin's perspective within the Communist Party, and as he was expressing his opinions, the quote-unquote comrades who were on Stalin's side began to throw pens at his head. Oh, so no. you have a bunch of people just throwing pens. And he kept talking throughout this. Oh, I thought, oh. not that I would ever like be too facetious about the great man, but I think it would be a great comedy and tragedy sketch possible. To throw pens at someone? I've never seen on stage people have th- pens thrown at them from the audience. I've seen paper thrown at people. Paper doesn't hurt, though. You can get no. a pen in the eye. And the thing is, too, with that gorgeous, fluffy hair he had, he probably had pens stuck in the hair. He did. Oh, he probably did. That's the worst. Of, yeah, it of course, he ate out Frida, didn't he? By all accounts, not to get into tri- trivial gossip. Who is Frida? Frida Kahlo. Frida Kahlo? Oh. Oh. Uh, I, by the way, I love Diego Rivera. I think he's a fucking genius. Mm-hmm. I hate these. Okay. But he got cucked. <laughs> Excuse me? Do you know cucked? We're going to need a whole other episode. Of educating Irish people on American <laughs> expressions. Yeah, this is the new alt-right expression for when you're someone fucks your wife, you've been cucked, you've been cuckolded. It's taken over by American Nazis right now, and it's really in the in vogue. Well, you know but what? It's fucking fun to say. It's so un- <laughs> I'm glad you brought this up, because yeah. for your five listeners out there... Uh, <laughs> Come on. You really if if you're if you're fucking serious about how to fight Trump <laughs> Trump and Trumpism, like fuck all this liberal reformist suck my dick shit. You need to read a book called Fascism. What it is and how to fight it by Leon Trotsky. We were reading that before we came here. Yeah. Are you fucking serious? I'm so proud of you guys. <laughs> oh my god. Because you're not going to fight Trump. I'm getting a lot of validation today. <laughs> you're not going to fight Trump with some kind of liberal front. By the way, the key to all great Marxists is what I'm doing right now is any good Marxist will always bring it up to the present. He will also he will always find the the linear line between Marxism then and Marxism now. Boy, I I'm hope not we get I'm there. not some fucking academic cunt who just talks about the past in a romantic way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, although I again I am actively swirling champagne as I do every right. week. Thursday at four while we record Left Chest. Absolutely. Read the they first. Say it's too early to start drinking. I say, uh, y- you're not swirling enough, baby. Right. We we drink Kool Aid too. Uh, Marxist Kool Aid before each show. Yeah. Um, but w- while we're still reaching our historical romantic uh, climax. Oh, can, nice. Can we talk a little bit about? Are we going to come? Well, let's see. Let's I see how hard you get us. Uh, speak. I mean, we were mentioned before Lenin. As far as bald men go, probably the sexiest in history. Arguably, yeah. Yeah. Um, so he dies. Take us there. You know, he's, he passes he's away. He's dead. Yeah. He's fighting against Stalinism, but uh, he's just belched. <laughs> Thankfully, that wasn't a vomit. There is a bug going around. Maybe someone's trying to kill me. Oh, shit. Does that smell? Sometimes belch just smell I, when you're sick. I don't know. Weak sense it's, of smell. But the yeah. point is, Lenin dies Lenin's dead. right he, after he they burps. win the war. He burps, and then it's Stalin's people versus Trotsky's people, and Stalin is victorious, certainly winning. But what was the their early kind of their buttonheads early, right? Uh, that's correct. Um, what is the topic over which they butt heads? So at first, 
essentially this fucking filthy bureaucratic idea that's being fomented fomented what a good big gay word excuse yeah. me um, oh, i got so excited with myself that um <laughs> that stalin is propagating of like this bureaucratic clique of like fighting for socialism <laughs> in one country twisting twisting a lot of what lenin wrote as a younger man for his own benefit and just basically anti-internationalism looking for a quick fix just hey it's like let's say hypothetically that i'm stalin and you're one of my comrades and anna's is one of my comrades hey guys let's just fucking keep it you know in the family so i'm using american expressions here for the apes that, just keep it in the family great, comrade right so we keep Way it in to the family go, uncle joe and then trotsky comes along and challenges this Anders, do you want to be trotsky go ahead hey i don't have a family uh, and then say that I, I'm going to give Anders a line. He actually left his family in jail. Bigger from the illustration. Not, he's thing, asking me someone not here. I don't know. He's bigger pi- for Trotsky. Bigger, bigger picture. Bigger um, picture. Tr- Trotsky says we need to look at the bigger picture. Um, big, yeah, the bigger picture being revolutions uh, starting in Germany. Thank you, Anders. 1923. Uh-huh. I just got very emotional. If the revolution in Germany was successful in 1923. We would be living in a different world now. Coming so soon after the Russian Revolution, boom. Germany, a major capitalist country. Wow. That would have led to fucking worldwide. So what happened there? What was it? Stalin and the Social Democratic Party in Germany and the trade unions decided to call off a revolution at the last minute in Germany, which is fucking disgusting. They'd rather have their bureaucratic fucking cliques. Uh, and and that, that was a really major event. Obviously, Rosa Luxemburg was shot, killed in 1919. And the, the, the key g- result from this is social democrats in Germany, are in, instead, of, scumbags. instead of fomenting the revolution, uh, side with the fascists, concede to the fascists, and it directly leads to Hitler. So, I got very emotional here. This is great because we're learning from each other. Uh Wow, you've picked up on my osmosis. What Alex just said, viewers, and this this episode will eventually reach millions of people because this is one of the most important points that has been made in the history We're of really your fucking podcast. We're really nailing it. Alex just made the comment that Social Democrats sided with the fascists, the popular front bullshit that happened in Spain in the 30s. You cannot fight fascism with some fucking generic liberal reformist let's hold hands and go down into the swamp together to go full circle and i think history proved that call back call back that's what you say in the comedy world yeah Yeah. call thank you i'm recalling the people the arms if you really want to fight trump and his filthy fascism and indeed the fascism all over the world hungary poland etc you gotta, you gotta, you gotta base it somewhere. Where are we basing it? We're basing it in two words that are anathema to a lot of Americans. There's another big gay word. I'm going to say three words now. The working class. The, the only social force that can change the course of history and make us live in a peaceful world where Alex, as a comedian, gets paid everything he deserves as the Xanders rather than fucking... Hey, I'm doing this open mic for 10 bucks. Or In other words, there's no less, money. Or there's no money at all. <laughs> uh, ideally. Uh, but, uh, okay, so I want to move on to a few other things. So let's wrap up. Oh. 
what 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 is the biggest takeaways we can t- get from this Trotsky's, discussion? Trump, uh, Trotsky's oh, struggle Trotsky. with Stalin. Don't bring up that con Chomsky in my. <laughs> <laughs> Originally, when Obama came to office, Chomsky said, and I quote, "Business as usual," which was kind of amusing because you know that turned out to be correct. We're not like, talking about Chomsky. Right I know. I'm digressing. Very, but, uh, okay. If we had more time, I would love to get into it. But episode two. What Malone can we Chomsky. take? From the schism between Trotsky and Stalin, internationalism versus nationalism, that eventually uh, that we can use now. Uh, Like, what's the big fuck the bureaucracies? Fuck the bureaucracies. That's one slogan I'll have for you. We we make everything. Why don't we control it? Basic, basic shit. And what did the the worker state or what was was uh, wanted to become a worker state look like under Lenin? That was kind of transformed and made more. Uh, bureaucratic and here's hierarchical th- under uh, Stalin. Great question. Uh, here's the thing. As you know, I think Russia was a backward country and an economically ravaged, uh, and particularly after the Civil War. Mm-hmm. Um, Goats so, had more rights than people. Right. It was just... Uh, I love that. Mm-hmm. You, that was very comically good. Uh, I but stole look, it from the, Paul F. Tompkins, and I don't think it's true. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't know. Okay. Um, Paul F. Tompkins, friend of the show. Love to oh, have right. you on. Really? I thought he was a famous author. He is. He's a famous comedian. He's not really coming on. There's a okay. committed Trotskyist. We're so to, point, to, to answer your question, um, it was a struggle, you know. I mean, they did nationalize things and, and, and give ownership over to the workers and the peasantry. But it was a struggle, and there was a big fight for uh, spreading the internationalist perspective, which which goes to prove, like you say, that it can't happen in one country because of the struggles right. that that were, especially if it's an economically backward. But the, back backward. But uh, the, what was kind of the big fundamental difference between like the new economic program uh, and then what turned into how it turned into uh, collective the collectivization under Stalin? Because those are two different policies right that's correct well you're, you're bringing up some very deep complex stuff for the apes who are yeah. now maybe ready for it they, they're not ready but I'll, I'll say it in two <laughs> in less than um 50, yeah, keep it quick. 50 seconds um there was some uh mistakes made we're all human regarding the new economic policy basically that was introduced after the civil war um to try to redevelop the land etc um what was your comment about Stalin's collectivization? We, he's wondering... He tried to do it too much too soon, in a, in a, in a sense, right? That's a, one of the biggest criticisms of Stalin, right, is the rapid industrialization... Yes. ...makes the big famine everyone that kills all the people. But uh, Essentially, you've put it in a nutshell, and that's kind of what happened, and he... And Although, I mean, devil's advocate on my part now. Uh, Please. What I've read uh, from people being devil's advocate online is... Uh, who, okay, are, who are these orders? I want to know them. Uh, user uh, <laughs> s- Snorlax uh, Thank you. Okay. Fuck Pig. Uh, he said that... Uh, nice. You, or she, you know, could be either one. Uh, the crash industrialization, dangerous, killed millions of people. Obviously the biggest issue people have with Stalin today, but also the fact that they had that machinery does lead to them putting up the biggest fight against the Nazis when the war does come. And it does lead to them. Here's the thing. Absolutely. On that note, you know, uh, God bless the Soviet army. So many of those Soviets lived through the uh, Russian revolution and they were key to fighting 
fascism absolutely you know this i would argue the soviets played a fucking major role a significant role in killing off not that in any way i romanticize world war Two, but you know the fight against hitlerism and they fascism. played the biggest role absolutely. you could argue oh uh, and there's no arguments for me on that uh 100 <laughs> despite the fact that there in, was when despite the, the fact that in this country you want to say that we did it no we didn't do not it. you <laughs> that's can i just make Andrews, one did you do it can i make one pedantic point wasn't me thank you you're on the same page because i hate when americans say to me um and i love americans ordinary americans god bless them <laughs> when they say hey man no we are not going to go to war with russia we are not going to go to war with china and i look at them and i say who is this we you're speaking of there's us and them, baby. This isn't semantics. Let's get down to the fucking <laughs> brass tacks here. Obama doesn't represent you. We never did. <laughs> Donald Trump doesn't represent you. We never did. The and ruling class. You're great at making all of your points very sexy. And like, we facetious. Love that. Okay. <laughs> facetiously full of sex. Absurd. Right. Um, Any final thoughts for the, the lover who I'm no longer in touch with who looked a bit like Megan Fox? Dirty, filthy bitch. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I do do I have any points on Would her? Would you like to date her? If I can set it up, I'm you know I'm <laughs> actually uh, I'm uh, off the market. Anders, would you like to date uh, Ed's old girlfriend? Well, yes. Her name's Max, and she's not a man. Wow, that's interesting. Uh, so we have a short time left. I want to do a game, but first, before we do oh, that, am I playing a game with you? No, am we're I? gonna do a game. Yeah, in around ten minutes. Oh um, my god. First, I want to ask you a question. Okay, so read for- my life. Is that your question? Uh, Read Trotsky life, my life. Is it my okay. life? Or That's right? just like a side comment it's we're a, making. It's an autobiography. Which is oh, fine, do, are they kicking us out? No, no, no. They're just observing. Oh, nice. Are they friends? Again, uh, listeners, we are in the back of an alley in a shipping container, like every week. Keep tuning in. Viva the revolution. Viva the revolution. Okay. Uh, here is the last question I wanted to ask you, Ed. Yes. Personally, just for you, you know, what do you think? of the current situation we're in trump is president we have the rise of all these absolutely wingnut right wing people taking control over every part of the most powerful government in the world uh and we want to see socialism rise how do you see socialism rise in america first of all uh oh i'm gonna get really i love how this is the last question I've saved my best answer for last. All right, cool. We are how, how, how much time have you got? I, we should have got through the other stuff faster. First, no, 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 no. I'll, I'll keep it brief. First of all, uh, regarding the rise of fascistic tendencies and fascism, uh, let's say specifically in this country for now, you need to ask yourself, not just you, Alex, you two just Anders, me, just Anders, Alex and me and all of us need to ask ourselves, Okay. how did this demagogic billionaire fucking toupee wearing redhead with all due respect Anders you're more beautiful redhead obviously not cunt Trump yeah, you're nothing in like all him. fairness uh, it is his actual hair is, uh, he's oh he's out. not it's not a toupee no, I'm sorry I, uh, I hope he could do better than that if it was absolutely how did he get into this position in the first place I'll tell you how he got into that position in the first place oh, sexy again thank you my lad I'm my lad is at, uh, at, at <laughs> his heart I'm also speaking like a gay man with a lisp. Mm. And I've, by the way, I've had sex with lots of gay men with lisp, but that wasn't a homophobic slur. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Thank you. Uh, obviously, I'm in solidarity with the gay men who are going to be probably assaulted during the Trump regime. He got into this position because of the failure of the fucking Democratic Party. I actually started writing a really bad song. 
Been spending most my life living in Obama paradise. Why are all these upper class, middle class, fucking liberal scumbags acting like the last eight years were in Obama paradise? It's most reactionary fucking. Obviously, Trump's gonna go to extremes. But Obama presided over the biggest transfer of wealth from the poor to the rich in history. Obama made it legal to assassinate American citizens. Ed, we agree Obama, with you on that. Okay, but I'm just saying, that is why, that is why a demagogic <laughs> lunatic got to power with populist rhetoric because the door was left open. Walk in, Mr. Trump. Walk in, Mr. Trump. Ed. And how do we fight that is your question. Well, we brought that up in our earlier discussion which you raised, you historical genius, Alex. I can't help my genius. Regarding uh, the fascistic tendencies of social democracy, you cannot fight fascism with social democracy. You have to fight fascism with a clear perspective. You cannot fight fascism, this is a key point, I think, for a lot of your viewers, by appealing to the ruling class. You cannot make capitalism fairer, or you cannot reform it. That is a fact. That's not Eddie's opinion here with the fucking shitty green sweater. Eddie with the green sweater. Here's the thing. There was a brilliant post uh, by Anders Lee here. Anders Lee here. Uh, on his gay Facebook profile, where he said, uh, it was quite this a was music. on gay Facebook. <laughs> yeah. This was not on regular Facebook. Yeah, because there is... Obviously. What was the post? <laughs> I- identity politics diversions. Um, <laughs> where he said, well, I've got a paraphrase, regarding the, 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 the easement of the standing rock thing, you said, oh, something bad didn't happen, but it might happen anyway. I'm paraphrasing you. Which oh, I, I saw was, that post. Yeah, that it was quite amusing. And it, he, he said more than he realized. Because here's the thing. That all the Obama administration were doing, and stop giving Obama fucking kudos for that. It was a fucking diversion. Oh, Obama was going to let them do it. <laughs> Absolutely. But I hate the liberal rags saying, it's the, oh, uh, oh, it's a handout. Army engineers of the army. Absolutely. But it's a fucking diversion. Because veterans were there. It's a diversion, and it's going to happen. And that's a classic example. That is example. probably our next episode, by the way. That's but. a classic example. Stop writing letters to change.org saying, here's my petition. I signed my petition. I don't mean to be attacking these well-meaning people. I'm all for fucking... <laughs> I'm all for protests, but you got to analyze who you're protesting for or who you're fucking signing petitions for. Listen, I, m- millions of people want Edward Snowden back in the country. They sign petitions. If he comes back in the country, he'll be fucking killed. He'll be in solitary till he kills himself. I, uh, well, I would argue that Trump would have him hanged. Oh. Our shot. You know what? I still haven't fully wrapped my mind around Trump being the president, even though it's been like a month. Are uh, you? I, I understand that. Who uh, knows? I, it wouldn't surprise me if they did some big gay drama so with Ed, uh, Hillary. Ed, Ed, how do, you, how do you organize? How, how do you think the way to organize is? What do you think Just the rise cl- of the left in America looks like? Say that last bit again. Excuse me. What do you think the rise of the left in America looks like? We're more popular than ever. We're young people overwhelmingly turning radical. Listen, that's a great. Left. It's a great point. What is it overthrow? Is it radicalizing the Democratic Party? Is it making another party? Is it operating outside of politics? Uh, it's certainly not radicalizing the Democratic Party. The party is slavery. The party who are fucking. <laughs> the voice gets me every time. Okay. Okay, but thank yeah. you for that point. Look, you have to build a revolutionary party that is completely separate from all the capitalist parties that exist in the country today and in the world. So there has to be an independent movement 
based in the working class fighting for a revolutionary perspective that is not in any way whatsoever tied to any capitalist parties. Uh, Anders is a better comedian than I and was out doing hard open mics on Tuesday, but I went to the Democratic Socialists of America meeting. Oh, dear God. In, How was uh, that, darling? Uh, it was pretty good. It, there, there were way more people there than well, that's, they had. It's, it's they like doubled pe- or tripled in size. Sure. What was the what was their what was the party's line, as we say in Ireland? The party's line was it was mostly an introductory meeting, so they were urging people to split into committees. Um, and again, they're tripling in size, so they don't really know which the committees are going to look like yet. But um, uh, to formate some kind of uh, active resistance, but. The button on the end that I, that I really enjoyed is they want to start running socialist candidates as their own separate entity by 2018. Here's the thing. Um, no socialist candidate can change anything within the social system that exists today. Right. This is what I wanted to hear about. Um, with the party that I'm associated with, we ran a candidate simply to express our message it's not about getting in here and there don't get me wrong i'm not like an ultra left isolationist you have to acknowledge electoral politics of course but you cannot change anything from within this failed system um and i think a lot of bernie sanders supporters need to understand that all right anything to add anders well this is uh i know something we've it's an uh, objective thing too the world is falling apart go ahead sure but if um, I, this is a, a uh, and it reflects your class position if you believe you can reform the system. There, that's the end of my. Well, statement. okay, but here and this is where we uh, butt heads. Uh, yeah, I, I suppose so. Um, <laughs> you have two minutes to butt heads. Uh, we're not, like we're right. dumbest game in we're, the world. We're not. Right. We're not talking about our dickheads. <laughs> Boom! Unfortunately, you could. If you want not to. literally, anyway. That uh, uh, was a tribute to Heat Ledger, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> 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 Gotta keep that in. Don't edit that out. <laughs> So who I was told I looked like. I could see it, I guess. By a lovely African American girl who fucking banged the shit out of me even though I had the flu in two thousand and eight. Two thousand and eight. Good year. I don't know that there's I guess where where we part ways the most. I don't know where uh, I think people are too um this idea of reformism I think is a little more diffuse than people let on. Read Rosa Luxemburg Revolution Reform Revolution. Great book. Great book, but uh, is it? Is it? I mean, what? What makes something? Because you you read the platform. The whole socio economic system must be changed. Uh, changed. I think sure, we agree on that. But but on the social structure of the whole. Fucking the social structure, but when you look at uh, the socialist equality party, your party's platform. Correct. They say things like, "We need a living." wage we need Absolutely. jobs for all Absolutely. if they so want, that's yeah. not really changing the social structure excuse me darling that's <laughs> all things that could be accomplished through a social democratic party wow what a statement uh, after your comrade brought up the issue of how to fight fascism well, and, and, and all of the betrayals of social democracy in the 20th century i'm astonished that you've looked me in the eye in the last three minutes of the show and made that statement I'm kind yeah. of wounded. Tragically, we do have to wrap that's up. That's good, though. It's a provocative, provocative ending. Nothing, I'm saying provocative there's nothing ending. that's outside. If you have a revolu- if you have an organization Who's that claims things. to be outside of capitalism, it doesn't exist. It's all inside. It's a totality. 
The state is a totality. It's all inside the system, even if you're trying to change it. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, that's why. Well, in a nutshell, I think we'd agree on it. That's exactly why you need a revolution. Sure. More than anything internationally. Right. But I'm, I'm just saying there's nothing wrong with, you know, getting and, and a little, making conditions a little better for the for. I think for the people, I think for the people who are living on two dollars a week, and that's a, mm-hmm. a fact. Um, what you just said is 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 really offensive to them, and I want to speak on behalf of them, right now, like Oprah. Sincerely, though, on a sincere Oprah. Ed, <laughs> uh, I'm ready to go to the game time. Sorry, go ahead. Ed, uh, you did some great speaking there on behalf of Oprah and uh, we loved hearing your opinion and we love keeping it radical Call here it on Last Just. Uh, <laughs> now I want to close with the dumbest thing we could possibly do and okay. that is play a motherfucking game. Was the last hour not a bit dumb? Oh no, no. It was very uh, dialectical. Very cool. Uh, Abstract. Okay, so you and Anders are bo- both going to play this one so I'm not going to show Anders the cheat sheet here but uh, like question and answers political as, stuff. As we know, Trotsky is a very sexy rock and roll type guy and uh, we thought it would be cool to play a game uh, comparing and contrasting him with quotes of another sexy rock and roll type guy, Kurt Cobain. Can oh. you tell whose quotes are whose? Play the game theme song. Game. All right, great. Uh, nice. <laughs> uh, first question. Okay, so there's there's around eight or nine of these, and do, you guys are in sharp competition. Do here. we what, do we have to like buzz to kind of? I got it. Or what, how does it work? I'll ask both of you. Oh, I see. Okay, uh, if we could buzz, oh, what a good game that would be. But we can't, so we're not going to. Um, okay, first quote is: If it's illegal to rock and roll, throw my ass in jail. Is that Kurt Cobain or Leon Trotsky? Anders Lee. I believe that was um, Leon Trotsky from uh, the Revolution Betrayed. Interesting. Okay. Uh, what about you, Ed? I'm going to go out on my limb, on my limb, and also agree with Anders much to my... I can't believe either man said that stupid mm-hmm. statement, but mm-hmm. I've got to just say that it was Trotsky as well. As the Trotsky It's a trick expert. question. Uh, no, that was supposed to be the easy Kurt Cobain one, I, actually. I think we both just acted retarded. There. Oh, yes. De- <laughs> Devil's advocate of saying the wrong answer. I love it. All right, I mean, Trotsky so. did say that in different ways throughout his life. Some of these are actually kind of tough. Okay, so uh, second one. The end may justify the means as long as there's something that justifies the end. Leon Trotsky. I think that was Trotsky. Congratulations, boys! You're both right. That one was Leon Trotsky. He's he's talking he's talking revolution. He's talking about the big changes in life, and uh, you know, but that's something Kurt Cobain maybe would have said because yeah. he just speaks very cryptically. If he was signing a record deal, I could see him saying that. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah, yeah. All right. Before next, he killed himself. Next one. Uh, ideas that enter the mind under fire remain there securely and forever. Whoa, uh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. I think that's also Leon. I'm going to say that both men at different points in their lives said that. I'm got to side with Ed here. I mean, I wrote Trotsky, <laughs> but I feel like they both said it. Well, it's our, it's our intuition. It's the metaphysical aspect of socialism that people forget. Thank you uh, <laughs> for making it sexy. Uh, okay, next one. Uh, you know, bit of a toss-up here. The duty of youth is to challenge corruption. Cobain. 
Absolutely, Cobain. That was Cobain. Now, maybe maybe that's a bigger quote than I realized, and I'm just the only one who hasn't heard that one. And I mean, I just, right, and there's a possibility that Trotsky would have said that when he was a younger man, too. Yeah. So many similarities. They got a lot of cool, uh, you know, similarities. Uh, oh, we're not supposed to talk about digressions. We've got to stay in the game. But why did Cobain come himself? Um, Courtney Love killed him. I'm going to <laughs> go. That's, That's a whole man. other episode. Why did Courtney Love kill him? <laughs> She's uh, too horny. She got orders from... Uh, Joseph Stalin. Well, at the time, it would have been... Uh, <laughs> what a world he was living in. That's a hint. It was Yeltsin. She got orders from Yeltsin. The Russian billionaire. She wanted to take like, him out of this horrible fucking world that was the early 90s where like everyone was like, fuck communism, fuck. See, the fall of the Soviet Union. Yeah. Uh, Comrade uh, Love. Exactly. There you go. Actively militant. Okay. Uh, nice. after, after Filthy bitch. After <laughs> that... Uh, Duty of Youth one. Okay. Old age is the most unexpected of all the things that can happen to a man. Leon Trotsky. I think that was because Cobain was at 27. But it makes more sense for Cobain to say it because he killed himself. It would make more sense for Cobain to say it. The issue with this game is Kurt Cobain is not uh, as smart as Leon Trotsky. And so some of the quotes don't. Wait a second here. (laughs) And I I said that Trotsky is... Absolutely, I agree with what you said intellectually, but you also got to look at the times that Cobain lived in and the pressure on, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, born in what, 70-something? What a shit. Different times, that's what I'm saying. Smart is boiling it down too much. He's not as well-spoken. Emotionally, emotionally, yeah, exactly. And so his quotes are a little simpler. But I think it's safe to say he was better guitar. They again. Well, I don't know if that's true, but go ahead. When, it, when his guitar was talking... Oh boy, could he talk? Uh, okay, not believing in force is the same as not believing in gravity. That's Leon Trotsky. Then explain the uh, whammy bar at the end. You're just trying to fuck with our heads. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, after that, uh, and wait, Anders, do you have an opinion on this joke? I mean, not joke. <laughs> question. Gravity. Okay. I Trotsky, I guess. He was into science and shit. Well, I'm glad that... Th- yeah, exactly. He also said, consult the astrologists. I really thought I could trick you guys with the guitar noise, but it didn't. All well, right. I, I'm right. glad you asked that question because uh, your viewers should pay close attention to that question because there's a lot of viewers out there who think uh, the world can change without any force. And I'm not like a guy who believes in killing people, but I just want to clarify one thing. There were the fewest deaths in the history of humanity in the Russian Revolution. I mean, in the history of Rus- uh, revolutions, period. Oh, because there was an organization that would have obviously been you, you got to for, forcefully take back what is yours. Okay. Very hip. Okay. We got three more of these. Uh, another tough one. A friend is nothing but a known enemy. That's amazing. That's a good quote. I actually know this, but I want Anders, you go first. I, again, this mm. is amazing. Very well put together, Alex. You know, I, as deep as those, uh, feuds got between Dave Grohl and Chris Novoselic. I think that uh, the feuds in the uh, Soviet Union went a little deeper, so I'm going to say Trotsky. I'm actually going to go for, uh, even though I know the Trotsky said it, I'm going to go for Cobain. <laughs> uh, well, you're right, because that was a Kurt Cobain quote. There you go. And I win this game in a way because I managed to trick one person with these quotes. <laughs> good job. By the way, who said this? Can I add another one to the Go list? Go for it. I'll answer it. Okay. He's not the kind of man who catches stars in heaven. I think that sounds like Kurt Cobain. That's amazing. 
I well, I think I know the answer. You you talked about this. I've told you this. I love this quote. <laughs> you guys uh, talk it's, about this. It's Trotsky on on Stalin, <sighs> referring to his limited. This is intellect. really interesting. How similar these could two be, people talk. It, it could be Cobain on Dave Grohl, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. What's what would Kurt Cobain think of the fucking Foo Fighters? Question for you two intellectual uh, Americans. I think he would take a vow of silence. I agree. I, I can't speak on the subject because it's too emotional. Well, that's the thing. Would, do you think the Foo Fighters would have even been a thing had Cobain lived on? Yeah. I, th- I had a feeling that Nirvana would have split up anyway. It probably yeah. would have lost the best, the best, the best of him. All right. Two more of these. Is that the one with the, the Mentos video? Oh, that's a different song. <laughs> Remember that one with the Mentos video? Well, I talk about it. Uh. And it and you. That was the Mentos video. Yeah, He's eating one. Mentos. Shout out to Mentos. Dave Grohl looks like a fucking monkey, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. A <laughs> little bit. He, he has cool hair. <laughs> oh, uh, but we're big friends to monkeys on the show. And Absolutely. they are the children in this analogy I made earlier. All right, two more of these. Oh, wow, two more. I'd rather be hated for who I am than loved for who I am not. Kurt Cobain. Cobain, the, the he felt weird about jocks liking his music yeah i mean that one's clearly cobain uh he he has a he has a real monopoly on the like fuck you quotes Mark, like, uh, exactly yeah. Marx, marxists don't view things in terms of love and hate oh that's or good or bad or evil or the, 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 all my dicks materialism <laughs> materialism thank you alex good all right job. your final i'm so smart your final <laughs> question of the game, and this one's really going to boil it down. Uh, Ed is in the lead here, but Andrews, you could maybe really? tie it up. I'm in the lead. You got that one right that he got wrong. All right. Okay. Let's make it a draw. You may be, <laughs> you may not be interested in strategy, but strategy is interested in you. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I'm going to say that was actually Yakov Smirnov. Wow. I did remove the beginning of it. In Soviet Russia, yeah. you may not be interested in strategy. That's and amazing. then banana peel slip, but strategy is interested <laughs> in you. That's a bit could that have been uh Cobain's kind of call to the masses regarding the grunge movement? It could have been, but it was not. It was Leon. It was Trotsky. <laughs> yeah. uh, I knew that. Yeah, I, I was you, just... you had a visceral reaction to me saying it, so it's I feel a, like you knew it. Well it's such a dialectical line that uh, you know. It's amazing. These are all great quotes. All right. It's so like the dialectic doesn't know. Might, you might not know the dialectic, but the dialectic knows you. Oh, so deep. Oh, wow. All right. So You're living it every day, bitch. <laughs> Catchphrase. Okay. And Thank you. That was our game of quote off. Quote, 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 quote off. Game. Uh, let's, let's close out the show, guys. Uh, any final comments? Any plugs? Ed, what do you have to talk about? I just want to say uh, there's hope. You brought up the issue of um, a lot of youth getting political and radicalized. That's very healthy. Things will figure themselves out in time. People will come around to the right perspective, which is on the left, obviously. I thought it was very profound. I thought it sounded really good. Um, is there? Do you have anything going on, any shows or anything you want people to see? Well, I'm developing a show called Ed Malone's Freak Show. Uh, which is this kind of a cabaret act, weird cabaret fucking act. I'm, uh, I have an audition on January sixth for something, which is of no interest to anyone. Because okay. how can you promote an audition? No, you really can't. But you just did. So <laughs> get fans to show up to the audition. <laughs> yeah, bully them into giving me the part. Uh, 
What else is going on? Democracy in action. I successfully defeated AIDS. Oh, wow. Um, there you go. Well, that's cool. Uh, Anders, do you have anything to add? <laughs> like and subscribe, please. Uh, subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a comment. Five-star rating, please. Five-star. Well, thank you for having me, by the way. Oh, Ed, uh, you are a true revolutionary and a patriot. Uh, we love having you here. You know, we may not agree with that. Yeah, we may not agree with everything you say, but we think uh, your your perspective is valid, and you have a lot of great um, insight into these kind of things. We love having you on the show. Thanks I for appreciate coming. it. Thank you. It's good to live in a world where we can respectfully disagree. Hell yeah. Um, as um, long as we're not agreeing with Nazis. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh you know there's no better way to close out the show thanks to everybody for listening and uh rock and roll out there nice job left chest